Hello and welcome to Nebraska Prep Zone Report, a podcast from the World Herald. We are sponsored today, as always, by MD West One, Nebraska's most advanced sports medicine, orthopedics, neurosurgery, and spine care, covering greater Omaha for over 70 years. I'm your host, Jake Anderson. Joining me to my right, the wonderful Mike Sodder. And Mike, we're going to preview some high school girls basketball state tournament action. Let's do it. You ready? Yeah. All right. I've been ready for this for week i guess since districts came out (laughs) (laughs) since the bracket has been set and even before then let's dig right into it with class a where looking at this bracket the top four teams are separated by literal decimal points and that i mean that's the case in most brackets but the the difference separating one through four it's and, and as we saw a few weeks ago in, in Lincoln, all four of these teams played, and the previously unbeaten teams lost. Millard South, the number one seed, comes in 26-1. and one. West Side, the two seed, 22-4. and four. The three seed, Lincoln East, 22-3. and three. And the four seed, Lincoln Pius the 10th, 23-1. Those four are your favorites. I don't think it would shock anyone if any of those four teams won. It wouldn't shock me if any of those four teams won. It wouldn't really shock me if any team, any of the eight teams won, honestly. Um, just looking at it, I think it's pretty balanced. Fremont Westside is, to me, the most intriguing kind of game. And that's um, the 7 p.m. game Thursday at Pinnacle Bank Arena. Right. That's a very good game. Right. You have good guards, um, good posts. It'll be That'll be, I think, really interesting. And then East Papillion La Vista is another one, too, in that three- Six game, which is the eight forty five game. Most um, years, those two games, those two matchups could potentially be semifinals to watch. Right, and and East just with their guard play is way good. Um, plays fast, um, coached extremely well. Same thing for Papillion and La Vista. They, you know, they made that run last year. Um, but Olivia Boudreaux is really good. Lindsey Ingerson is really good for. Uh, Papio and um, kind of a, a different matchup of styles, I guess, if you will. Played each other earlier this year, too. Um, Millard South, Southwest in the first game at 2 o'clock in the A bracket. Um, you would think Millard South would win, uh, but, you know, you remember last year, I mean, they got to get it done this year. Yeah. Um, the seniors are. Maddie Kroll and Jimmy yeah, Rand will yeah. be highly motivated. Yeah. And they'll need their freshmen haven't, to step haven't up. Haven't won a state championship yet. They're, they're going to need it. Um, Southwest, obviously, well-coached. They've won recently and had success um, at the state tournament. And then Pius, North Platte. You know, North Platte, everyone, before when the district seating came out, everyone thought, well, North Platte, yeah, you know, but who have they played? Well, they won their district. (laughs) They beat uh, Central, and then they beat Miller West. Um, I think the team's pretty good, um, but they have a tough test with Pius. Uh, coming in at, at first in the first round game or quarterfinal matchup. So, um, and the key for North Platte will be how do they defend Alexis Markowski? Right, I, that's the key for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> plays them. Um, but I, you know, you look at at North Platte. Carly Purdy's leading the or the second leading scorer at ten points a game. She's six foot. Maybe there's some size there. I mean. Um, you look at it, their their tallest player is really her. Um and she's leading them in, in rebounds at seven point seven a game. Um Grace Hanneborg is their leading scorer at eighteen point three. She's a guard. Uh well I guess they all are both are guards, but 
it's it's going to be a matchup, like I said, I guess of of different styles. So you have, yeah. you have really good guards versus a really good post. How does that kind of work, and and whose style, I guess, imposes their will would be the term. Mm-hmm. And how is Pius able to work the ball into Markowski? Which teams have been able? Westside, when they beat Pius, were able to stop them from working into Markowski, who averages a double-double. Which, yeah, Jasmine McGinnis-Taylor has a little bit yes. to do with that, too. I yes. mean, she's a really good post for Westside. And, um, you know, she's averaging a double-double, 15 points, 10 rebounds a game. So uh, she's really good, too. I, I think a lot of people need to – she needs to get maybe a little more attention than what we're maybe giving her out there. And Westside – uh, also led by Ella Wiedergren. They mm-hmm. eliminated last year's state champion, Millard North. Right. So this is for Class A. We will not have, have a repeat. A new, yeah, new champion this year. So if we had to pick a favorite, it's one of those top four right. teams to me. But also, like you were saying, it wouldn't shock me if one of the semifinals was number seven, Fremont, against number six, Papillion La Vista. Yeah, no, it, none of that would shock me, honestly. Like, it, it could be so... You just never know. I mean, all the pressure is on Millard South. They've had it all year. Um, they're clearly the favorite. They've been clearly the favorite the whole season. Here is one crazy sort of stat, right? I like so, crazy stats. Millard South's one loss this year, Lincoln East. Lincoln East has beaten Millard South five times in this senior class at Millard South's career. They are 1-5 and five against Lincoln East. And they only have twelve losses total. They have they have twelve total losses uh, in that four year time frame. Five of them have come to Lincoln East. It's just a matchup thing. Yeah, like, it really. Is. So Millard so, South should be hoping for Westside for Fremont not Lincoln or East. Pap- <laughs> <laughs> if you look at it, yeah. All right, that's Class A. On to another class with a very heavy favorite, Class B. Mm-hmm. Crete is the one seed there, 24-1. and one. The two seed is Crete's only loss this season. Beatrice coming in at 20-3. and three. The three seed, Bennington, 21-2. and two. And the four seed, Grand Island Northwest, 21-5. and five. Yeah, Beatrice beat them in the second to last game, or in the sub-district final. Yeah. Um, sub-district final, not district final. Uh, 39-32, it's their only loss. Morgan Malley has, is averaging basically 20, 19, and 8, and 8.7 rebounds a game. Um, they're, I think, still the favorite. Um, I, I think that's a, a kind of clear favorite thing. And then Beatrice, the two-seed, is uh, Jalen Weeks, a super young coach, obviously has the been around basketball his entire life, done a really nice job at Beatrice, a really nice job. And um, So that's, that's something that – to look at it what's funny is um totally different from the boys but in b there are so many of those ecnc or um you know your norris crete mm-hmm. um gi northwest beatrice they've all kind of played each other platteview is in that mix they played some of them and but that conference is so good um and they again they've just all kind of beaten up on each other a little bit the one the one score that continues to kind of stick out is Northwest is a defending champ. Um, they beat Crete in the finals last year, but Crete, the last time they played was what was it, sixty-eight to eighteen or something? So um, that yeah, was, they that, they that held they held Whitney nuts. Brown in check. 
Yeah. I think well, it was 64 18. Yeah. 62 to 18. Yeah. Northwest scored, I think, what, six points in the final three quarters of that game. So, and Crete plays a 2 3 zone, and it's been obviously successful for them. So, we'll see. You know, Morgan Malley is clearly a, one of the top players in the state, if not the top player in the state yeah. in, in the senior class. Um, I, I think, you know, you can make that argument pretty securely. Um, and, uh, we, we, you know, she's a really good player. I hope people kind of get to see her play into her highest level because she's really, really good when she's on. Yeah. Let's run down the matchups real quick for the first round here. Crete, Crete will open with Norris coming in at 13-9. and nine. <coughs> Excuse me. And then they'll get the winner of Grand Island Northwest. And the number five seed Sydney coming in at nineteen and six. On the other side of the bracket, the number two Beatrice will face number seven Platte View coming in at sixteen and eight. And number three Bennington will face number six Scotts Bluff sixteen and ten. And Scotts Bluff might be the lower seed to watch in this one. Yeah. Um, yes. And, and just the people I know, I haven't seen Scotts Bluff play girls this year, but people I know out there say, yeah, there's a lot of talent on that team. Um, so that's one of the the teams that you look at. Same thing in boys. Like, they don't get to the East very much. And, uh, so we'll see kind of just how just how good they are. But it wouldn't surprise me, I guess, if they, if they make a nice little run. All right. Jumping to Class C1 here. You have number one, Lincoln Christian, 21-3. and three. The number two is Shadron at 23-2. and two. Number three is North Bend Central, 24-2. and two. And then the four, St. Paul at 23-2. and two. Really a good, another group of top four seats. Right. Um, Christian was a runner-up last year in C1. Olivia Hollenbeck's averaging 14 and a half and a little over seven rebounds a game. Um, for them, it obviously makes sense. Um, they returned some some nice pieces. It would make sense that they are the favorite um, in Class C one. So. And they'll open against the number eight seed Malcolm, nineteen and six. Right, and Malcolm um, has one player averaging double figures. I, you know, I mean, it's that's probably a, a tough matchup for for them. They they did play um, again sub districts uh, in. Malcolm won 49-42. So, um, Something to keep an rec- eye on there. Recent history, they beat them once. And it was that's that's just, an eyebrow raise. Just two games ago. So um, um, now they play again. So we'll see if uh, the adjustments that will be made there. And then the other matchup on that side of the bracket, number four, St. Paul, will face number five, Wahoo, coming in at 18-7. and St. Paul is really interesting. Uh, Brooke Popper, the senior forward, is averaging 19 a game. Um and Olivia is popper is averaging 11.4 a game. Those are the only like they're clearly leading everyone in scoring uh, on that team. The next best is seven and seven and a half. So um, you know, can those two kind of pull them along? I guess against Wahoo, we'll see. Um, Wahoo's still obviously pretty good. They were good, have been uh, pretty good recently in recent history. And Kendall Brigham is the one that leads them. She's averaging 17 a game. And then jumping to the other side of the bracket, the number two seed, Shadron, will face number seven, Adam Central, 16-10 in the first round. That's a 2 o'clock game at Devaney. Shadron doesn't average a lot of points, um, um, but Shea Bailey, a senior guard, averaging 12-and-a-half-ish. 
um, for them. And um, she's clearly, I think, their uh, leader and one of their leaders. So um, that game, I mean, they beat Roncalli, they beat Ogallala. They have some low scores, I guess, if you just look at it. But they do have some 60-point wins and, um, you know, beat up on kind of Garing Alliance and Hemingford and Mitchell and all that. They did have a loss to Valentine as one of their two losses, and the other one is to Sydney. And then the other matchup there, number three, North Brand, against the number six seed, West Point Beamer, coming in at 23-5. and five. Yeah, North Bend, um, it, one player averaging double figures, um, Lauren Emanuel, she's averaging over 10 and a little over eight rebounds a game. She's six one center for them, so they have some size. I actually saw um, them play uh, just the second half, I guess, um, against Logan View, Scribner, Snyder earlier this year. That's a pretty good team. They they definitely have a shot. Um, you know, they've their one loss was to an undefeated Oakland Craig, or their two losses are to Oakland Craig, and Oakland Craig is the number one seed um, and number one team in C two. Likely the favorite there. We'll get to C2 after a message from our sponsor, MD West One. As the official team doctors for high school and college teams across greater Omaha, MD West One Sports Med doctors can get you back into the game stronger than ever. Meet the Sports Med team at mdwestone.com or call 402-390-4111. Thanks again to MD West One. You can find them at mdwestone.com. On to C2, the number one seed, the favorite, likely favorite, as we mentioned before, number one, Oakland Craig, 25 and one, top four seeds, the other top four. Uh, number two, Crofton, 23 and three. Number three, Hastings St. Cecilia, 23 and three as well. And number four, Ponca, 21 and four. I don't know if there's a likely about it. I think they are the favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Kennedy, and I can never say her last name for Oakland Craig. So someone help me with her last name uh, when you see me or just. Tell me whatever. How to Kennedy hop into his Bene, mentions? He likes Benny, that. Benny, I think is how you say it. B e b e n n e. Benay, Benny. I don't, I don't know. She's going to Briarcliff. She's really good. I saw them play against BRLD. She's averaging over twenty a game, about twenty one a game, and um, about six assists a game. So um, she is really good. And how about this? If Oakland Craig wins it, um, Joe Anderson, who is their head coach would win the girls state basketball title and the boys state football title in the same uh, school year. Pretty cool as the head coach. That seems very rare. Yeah. Seems pretty rare. (laughs) (laughs) They will open with the number eight seed Clarkson Lee coming in at 20 and five. And then the other game in that bracket, number four, Ponca and number five, Grand Island Central Catholic. Yeah, uh, Clarkson Lee, uh, one player averaging close to double figures, 9.4, another 9.8. Um, uh, actually, Kennedy Set G is averaging 9.8 a game for them, uh, and Cassidy Hoffman is averaging 9.4. Um, still think it's probably going to be an uphill battle um, for, for them to knock off or have that upset, but I guess we've seen crazier things happen. Right. And then on the other side of the bracket, my team to watch does a lower seed. Number seven, BRLD, Bancroft, Rosalie, Lions, Decatur will face the number two, Crofton. BRLD comes in at 20 and five. 
tough first round game for BRLD, but I I guess if you're picking kind of a dark horse or whatever in that bracket, that would definitely be one. So I saw them lose to Oakland Craig. They were leading the entire game. Um, saw them lose kind of in the last few minute minute or so um, uh, to Oakland Craig uh, at in Lions, Nebraska earlier this year. I think you're right. I, they're they're pretty good. Yeah, um, I don't think I mean, it would surprise anyone if it was Oakland Craig and BRLD. In no, the it wouldn't. I I agree with you. I mean, I I don't think that would be a, a surprise at all. Jordan Snyder is averaging eleven point seven a game for them. Uh, Kalen Lovejoy is averaging ten a game for them and uh, about five rebounds. So uh, and Snyder is averaging about seven rebounds for them. So I I don't I, I I'd agree with you. I I don't think that the, there's a whole um, it wouldn't surprise me, yeah. Not 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 really at all. But Crofton is a very tradition rich school, um, and have produced some some really good players. So and Lacey Sparkles averaging eleven seven and leading them, um, Crofton. The two teams in the other side the in the other side of that bracket in that that quarterfinal might also have something to say about that. The number right. three, Hastings Saint Cecilia. They're always talented, good program up there. And, and they won it last year, the defending champ. And the number six seed, superior, led by one of the top players in the state, Kalen Meyer. Kalen Meyer is averaging 21.5 and, and 15.7 rebounds. Is that good? That's pretty good. Okay. She's, I mean, obviously, as we know, she's super explosive, athletic, all those things. And I think people, if they follow girls' high school sports in Nebraska, you know how good of an athlete she is. Uh, <laughs> so, Husker volleyball commit, you know, right. two-time oh, World Herald true. athlete, girls' high school athlete of the year. Right, I, you know, but might be the, decent. Like I said, the, like you look at it, um, Bailey Kissinger is averaging eleven point four for, um, I guess STC's Hastings Saint Cecilia, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Victoria or Tori Thomas is averaging thirteen point six a game for them. They're the defending champs. Um, and they've only lost what two games, three games, three. Lincoln, three. Cr- Lincoln Christian, Grand Island Central Catholic, and they lost in uh, GI Northwest. Not bad. That's not bad at all. It's it's one of those that I feel pretty comfortable penciling Oakland Craig into the final, but it wouldn't shock me if they played any of the four teams in that final from the other side of the bracket. For sure. On to Class D one. Our number one seed there is Weeping Water, 25-1. and one. Our two seed is CWC, Chambers, Wheeler Central, 25-1. Mm-hmm. And, and the number three, Pleasanton, undefeated, 25-0. and 0. And then our other top four seed, Maywood, HC, 23-3. and 3. Yeah, Weeping Water has uh, led by Grace Cave, she, uh, UNO signee or Nebraska Omaha signee, averaging 18 a game, five of Rebounds. She kind of does a little bit of everything. She has 131 total assists on the year, 122 steals on the year. All of that's great. Uh, Peyton Barrett, another senior, is at 17.8 a game um, as far as average, and she's averaging 5.8 rebounds a game. So I, again, she's they, they're probably clearly I think the the top team or the favorite they lost the one game to sterling and that was 48 44 earlier in the year and they'll open with the number eight seed hardington cc cedar catholic at 10 and 13 uh bryn wartman leads them at 13.6 a game and um 
so pretty good, I guess, guard matchup, uh, specifically with uh, freshman McKenna Noker uh, <laughs> at 12.9 a game. So two guards, two decent guards. So we'll see how the freshman can kind of handle that uh, pressure there. And then that other side there, the number four, Maywood HC against number five, Fremont Bergen at 14 and nine. Bergen, I believe they're the defending champs in D1. Yes. Um, yes. And so that'll be a tough matchup for them. And May, we'll Maywood 23 and three, they're a little bit more balanced in scoring, I think, or they have three players that are averaging double figures, which is kind of hard to do, I guess. Um, and Bergen lost. I mean, they they lost some pieces from last year. But I guess, you know, you look at it, and uh, they lost to Oakland Craig, Hastings, St. Cecilia, lost to SCOTUS, lost to North Bend, um, Lincoln Christian, lost to Ron Colley. They've lost Their losses are to some really good teams that were either in district finals or in the state tournament. And they're competitive. They know what it takes to win. Right. Then the other side there, CWC will open with the number seven, Dundee County Stratton coming in at 18-6. and six. And Pleasanton will open with the number six, Pender, at 17 and 11. Yeah, Taylor Peter uh, leads uh, Chambers um, at 21.8 points a game. So, um, you know, that's another, I guess, player to watch. Their only loss, loss excuse me, is to North Central, and that was 41-36. So um, pretty good there. Um, you know, I guess you look at Dundee County Stratton, um, McKin Junior McKenzie Bainey is averaging 13.2 for them, so decent matchup maybe with those two. Um, and then yeah. the undefeated team in the field, Pleasanton. Yeah, Pleasanton. Um, let's see. Let me get there. Sorry. Uh, Pleasanton is led uh, by Isabel Paltz. Um, she's a 5'9 junior guard. She's averaging 11.6 a game. Uh, Casey Pierce is at 10.4 a game and a junior forward. Um, so young team, and they're undefeated, so you could maybe look at them having a nice run here, a two-year run here. Um, actually, I shouldn't say two-year run. Yeah, two-year run because the last time – they've never won a state championship, and the last time they uh, were in the state tournament was uh, last year. And then jumping to Class D2, which features a name that some Husker fans might recognize, Allison Wiedner for the number two seed, Humphrey mm -hmm. St. Francis coming in at 23-2, and two. the number one seed, the seemingly perennial number one seed, Falls City Sacred Heart comes in at 24-3. and In almost everything they do, they're like the one seed. Um, football, basketball, everything. They're pretty but good. Allison is so good. Um, and, I mean, she's – Easily the best player, I think, in my opinion, um, in D2. Now, I haven't seen a whole lot of them, but I've, saw, I've seen her enough to where I feel very confident about that. Um, and she should, I'm guessing, lead them to a title. I, I think that they're, they're, I think, probably the clear sort of favorite for me. Um, but Fall City Sacred Heart is a good team. Um, you know, you have... Um, Arison Bonderschmidt averaging 13.5 and, and six rebounds a game. She's a 5'9 um, sophomore forward, so she'll be there for a while. Um, they're all, you're always going get to get a good team out of Sacred Heart. They win a lot, a lot of different things. So. 
and they'll open with the number eight Loomis, 19 and six. And then the other side there of that bracket, number four, why not 22 and four? And the number five, Lawrence Nelson, 25 and one. Humphrey St. Francis will open with number seven, Sterling, 20 and seven. And then that other quarterfinal there, number three, Mullen, and number six, BDS. BDS is another one of those lower seeds to circle mm-hmm. because they're always in the mix. Well, they won it in 2018. They're really successful in volleyball, too, so they have a mixture. They made it to the state tournament last year. And that Sterling, like we said, Sterling beat Weeping Water, which is you know one of, if not the favorite, in uh, D1. So um, pretty good side, I guess, of that bracket. So... No, but I still would say Humphrey St. Francis. I think St. Francis was the runner-up, if I remember last year, right? Yeah, feels pretty safe with Humphrey St. Francis. But again, another one of those, I feel like we said it for every single class, where any one of these teams could win or at least make noise, make it to the final. It seems like every single year in two or three of the classes, we have a six seed and a seven seed in the finals and someone with an upset and goes on a run. Right, and it, I, again, I think this state tournament, much like the boys, is um, there isn't a lot of big-time favorites or anything like that. It, it, the A bracket, to me, is going to be the diciest, and B, I think, will be pretty much so, too. You, you could see some upsets in there. Um, but A, depending on the matchup, um, would be would be pretty good. Westside's won a lot, yeah, um, and they're kind of on a roll right now. And um, Steve, so, Steve Clark knows yeah, what it takes lot, to win. Yeah, sure. yeah. So. And if you want even more on the girls' state tournament, as well as the boys' state tournament, mm-hmm. we'll be back next week with a podcast for the boys' state tournament. But each Wednesday night, something special. Next two Wednesdays. Next two Wednesdays, we'll be doing something special live show in Lincoln tavern on the square in the Haymarket, mm-hmm. joined by some special guests some coaches mm-hmm. some um leaders for basketball yeah, programs the, yeah so we have um for the girls one we have uh jeff rump from lincoln southwest uh, the head girls coach he's in the tournament played all these teams andy markowski who has a daughter who yep. played, uh plays and he's an assistant at, at southwest or at pius excuse me whoa um at pius markowski and then Kevin Krul, I think, is a guy who's going to join us. He's Maddie Krul's dad. So we have two dads of two pretty high-profile girls players. Um, and then um, Beatrice head coach Jalen Weeks will be on with us too. So uh, pretty good to get his, his perspective. We'll be doing that tomorrow night starting at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock, yep. Tavern on the Square. Tune Come in. Come join oh. us. You're more than welcome. Come join us or tune in on Omaha.com, anyprepzone.com. And keep an eye out for the boys' live show next Wednesday, also at 8 o'clock also at Tavern on the Square in Lincoln until our next podcast, Breathing Boys State Tournament, or until tomorrow night. Thanks for listening. Hey, hey.